Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. I'm so excited to chat with our guest today because if you have a brand, and I'm assuming most of you listening do because you're entrepreneurs and you've got some web design stuff, this girl loves being your cheerleader on the side, like for the entrepreneurs. And I just found out she's from Nashville, y'all. And so we are like two sisters because we both love cheering entrepreneurs on. And I don't want to make this sound cheesy, but we really do want to help you build the business of your dreams. And it is possible, but it's going to take a lot of work and focus and mentorship to get there. So we're going to talk about motivations and really just helping others see the most practical steps towards creating your business or making your business thrive even more. And so Gabriella Cruz, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So happy to be here. I'm so excited. We were just chatting before we started recording. So she's from Nashville and her, your parents live in the hometown that I grew up in. It's like such a small world. It's crazy. <laughs> it is so small. But I want you to tell all the listeners, because I know that I got to know a little bit about you and growing up in Nashville, but I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about your journey, because obviously, if you're cheering other people on, you have been able to build this life that you absolutely love. You love waking up and doing what you do every single day. And so what took you, what path and journey have you been on to get to where you are today? Yeah. So really started, um, when I was younger and, um, I was actually introduced to like software development, the tech world, um, by a family friend. And so, and my mom knew that I was always interested in tech. And so she actually enrolled me in a DigiGirl Microsoft camp, which is like this awesome oh, thing. Amazing. <laughs> yes. It was so much oh fun, God. but it was like a three day thing. And so they really like showed us new technologies, like some Xbox stuff they had coming out a couple years before it was actually out. Um, but it's really to help like diversify tech. And so if you have a daughter and she's interested in tech, like definitely go and check out that program. Um, but they, one of the days they said, um, okay, we're going to build a website in a day. And they showed us how to build a website and design things and change the colors and um, for me, I always love like even today, I love decorating and, you know, interior design. And I saw it as like interior design, but in the tech world, right? Like you're creating this website and making it look like your own. And um, it was the coolest thing for me. So um, I kind of stuck with that all throughout like high school, kind of just like started making websites on my own. And then I went, you know, to college got a degree in computer science and um, started working at Georgia Pacific for some of their um, 
more consumer brands. So like Angel Soft, uh, Brawny, Quilted Northern or Tissue Paper and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I started doing those brand sites, doing web development on that and then QA and testing out their sites for them. So um, that gave me one side of, of tech world. I also went into backend development to do some software development. And then I eventually made a switch to go into um, implementation, which is a different side of the tech and software side. But it was more of on a consumer um, consumer basis and creating those websites for these Fortune 500 companies and just getting more experience and building up my portfolio. Um, but then from there, I, you know, I had a goal and some of my goals were really income based. And I thought, okay, if I make six figures, if I make six figures, like I'll be good just to be financially secure, to reach a goal of mine. And so I started, I got that actually pretty young at, um, at the age of 23. And I, you know, kind of started for a minute thinking to myself, like, okay, what now? You know, I kind of, I'm big on like sports analogies. And I kind of thought of like, you know, Tom Brady, he made, you know, got the Super Bowl for six years with the Patriots. And he probably thought like, what now do I do? (laughs) And so, yeah, I, I, once I started making that, I was like, okay, what now? Like, what, what is my next goal? What is my next plan? Like I kind of got to where I want to be, but what do I do? And so it kind of sparked an um, interest to want to help other people, not just these big companies, but help other people with their own um, small businesses. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned Tom Brady because I actually watched the Super Bowl, um, but I was still like doing stuff in the background. Uh-huh. And, but it's funny because a lot of people on social media, they're like, who are you going for? And I'm like, well, I'm not really into sports, but. Um, we had a few clients that were um, playing for the Chiefs. And so I'm like, well, I've got to remember my <laughs> clients. But at the same time, you know, they had been to the Super Bowl before. And but and I know Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl. But what in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I really do would love to see if Tom Brady could go to this other team. He's He had only been there since March. Mm-hmm. and actually take them to winning the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. so from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, I look at if I'm watching anything, I'm always looking at it through the lens of a business owner. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I'm actually so glad they won because that just goes to show you, you can take a great leader and p- plop them into any place. And if they're a great leader and they have a good head on their shoulders, they can lead any team to the top of the top, which in, Mm -hmm. you know, football, it's winning the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And they crushed Kansas City. Like they crushed them. Yes. I mean, they just, they crushed them. It's crazy. So it's so amazing. I could not imagine being him and just like, you know, I'm sure he had, he definitely had someone, something to prove to the world, but I'm sure to himself, like he just proved like I can do this, which is amazing. Yeah. 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 And my mom was sitting there giving me like the backstory of all the, this news stuff. Cause I don't really watch the news anymore. And <laughs> she's like, well, Kansas city, someone 
one of the coach's sons like had a terrible wreck and he got a DUI and there's two children that he hit a car. And I bet you that the players can't focus. And she's like telling me all this new stuff. And I'm like, that's terrible. And I'm sure you're right. But like, let's just watch the game. Like, let's just be present (laughs) right now and not worry about what happened two days ago. And I'll pray for the kids and I hope they're okay. And But, you know, there are certain personal situations that can completely derail your focus. And if you are a leader and you can't focus because something unexpected, terrible like that happened, how can you lead a team without that focus? And so I think there's a lot of stuff going on there. But I love that you brought that. And I'm not even going to bring up the halftime show because (laughs) it was a, a little different. But at the same time, again, as an entrepreneur, I'm like, he put how much of his own money into this? And I'm sure it still brought him great exposure. And people were in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Like, I thought it was, you know, pretty good, I guess, for like, being in the middle of a pandemic, but yeah, we, we won't even go there. All the TikToks <laughs> that I saw about it and people making fun of him and like saying shit. I'm like, are you an entrepreneur? Do you own your own business? Are you dropping seven mil on like getting your brand out there? Hell no. So shut the fuck up. Right. You know, I'm right. Just like, I feel myself like taking up for him. But anyway, yeah. so tell us, uh, cause I want to know more about you. Like, when did you decide that you were going to start design <laughs> studios? How did you come up with the name? So yeah, so I started design studios. Um, the name came from really, I was just like one day thinking I, I wanted to kind of have to do with what I'm actually doing. So design, which is web design. Um, and then I just thought I love, you know, anything with the G obviously my name's Gabriella. So just (laughs) instead of design with the D it's design or design with the G um, so it's Love design it. studios. Yeah. And then, um, really it was just, it actually came from just other people asking me about websites. Um, I think uh-huh. one thing, a, a blocker or something that we don't really realize is you're really an expert in something. And I think sometimes when things come easy to us, we don't think it's, we're an expert in it because we think it comes easy to everyone else. Um, and then another thing is we start comparing ourselves to other people who are, you know, 20 years in the game. And we don't yes. notice that we still have, you know, more knowledge than the average Joe who probably doesn't know what a hosting provider is. Right. And yeah. so I had a lot of people just start asking me on a daily, like, Hey, I want to start this new business. How do I start a website? Like, what do I actually need? What do, and it really came from people just coming to me and other friends, like referring me and saying, Oh, well just ask Gabby. This is what she does. And Uh I really started realizing, wow, like, okay, I have a skill that somebody else can, I can actually help them in, even though I, you know, I would always, um, when my manager and my like nine to five came to me and was like, you're going to be a lead on our team. I had told him, I said, um, I don't have as much knowledge as the other people on our team. I don't think I'm the right person. And I, it was really a mindset block for me to really realize I might not have as much as that person that's 20 years in the game, but I do have more than um, what the average person has. You know, it's it's even like if you're flipping burgers at Burger King, even though, you know, you don't minimize what you're actually doing, right? You, you're probably an expert in creating the perfect burger. So find what you are an expert in and then finding Mm -hmm. out different ways you can offer that to different people. And, um, so I started, um, just, you know, helping other people, helping close friends. And then, um, 
offering my services just like on social media to different people who wanted to start their business. So it's funny because probably 99% of the people that I talked to, they started their business because of their passion and people kept coming to them, which is exactly why you should start a business is because Mm -hmm. you're listening to your audience. And typically it does start with like friends and family. And I know for the first two years that I'd worked in my events business, I mean, my sister and I would decorate and do things for fun for free, literally for like two years, because we both had jobs in the healthcare industry. We didn't need the money. We really, truly enjoyed doing it. And then when I really started going full-blown business, it almost started to where, I mean, I, I needed to learn to say no more, but I just like kept saying yes, yes, yes. And then I got so overwhelmed and then I got burned out. And then I'm like, I need to do something else because this is just too much. But that's when you have to start clarifying like, okay, who's my perfect client? Who's my target audience? And, you know, I got more serious about it, which there's so many coaches and consultants that preach all of that today. And I didn't have that many, many years ago when I started my first business. But I'm also interested to know your take on this because there's so many business owners who they don't know what they don't know in marketing and especially when it comes to a website. And I never wanted to really build websites or or anything like that. I mean, we do some basic things like landing pages for sales funnels and things like that that people want. But I would love to know your thoughts on like when people start a business, do you feel like they need to budget a certain amount of money and like, you know, spend five, 10 grand on like a full blown site or because that's what people used to do. And in the last few years, there's lots of other, and I would say more sales funnel lead capture, but, and it probably depends on their needs, but I would love to know your thought, like as a web web developer and a designer, like versus this full blown website versus like a lead pages, a click funnels, um, the Squarespace hosting, like what are your thoughts on the, the, the Wixes and the, the easy drag and drop? Like what do web developers think about that? I'm just, I'm curious. Um, so I would say one, okay. If you don't have a website at all and you're just starting out, or if you just have like a really minimal website, don't blow a huge budget on a website. (laughs) And so, um, I actually have clients that come to me who have, you know, they've never even sold a product or they've never even started or offered their services. Like what you said, offering for free is something that I always say, you know, do, you don't have to do it on a huge scale, but like a scaled back version, just offer something for free and see where you need to tweak things. Um, but if you haven't, if you don't have a solid foundation in your business already, then don't go and blow thousands of dollars on a website. Um, I would say also like you need to have your branding solid, not just your logo and your colors, but also, you know, what's your business, um, your values, what's your targeted audience and really diving into that before you start your website. Because if not, you're going to spend thousands of dollars on this website and then you're going to have to redo it once you actually figure out your business, which is going to be a a couple other thousands of dollars. Um, But then I would say, so if you are starting out and if you can do, you know, you have the technical aspects to do like a quick Wix website, then that'll probably do for the beginning, you know, the beginning part, something smaller scaled back just to have um, your traffic funnel too. Um, but I would say too, if you have been there in a couple years in at least a year and you haven't um, 
worked on your website, it can definitely hurt your business. If you Mm -hmm. don't, you know, if you're funneling traffic and people get to your website and it's, you know, the split, the speed is slow. It doesn't match your branding. It's not speaking to your targeted audience. You will definitely hurt your business, no matter how good your product is. So it's not anything that you need to also cheap out on once you're in it for in the game and you're solid on where, where your business is, you need to definitely, you know, pour a bit of money into your website to, you know, establish yourself as an actual business. I love that. And y'all listen, I'm going to repeat what she just said, get your branding and your visual identity, your logo, your colors, who are you? Maybe hire a copywriter, somebody that can help you put the words together and what you do. I would almost invest in that and like figure out how to build my own (laughs) before y'all. It's so important to do that. And, and something else that you said, that's really important that I want to bring up. So you mentioned the speed. And so something that I learned the hard way when, when we, when we hired somebody and got our first website, there was this thing called flash. Do you remember flash? (laughs) Yes. Remember flash? Yes. Oh my God. I loved flash. This is way before iPhones. Okay. I think I had a Blackberry back then I had Blackberry (laughs) thumb and I absolutely, I loved my website. It was beautiful. It like did all these moving things and then iPhones came out and then flash went away. And then I'm like, shit, we have to take all this content and, and rebuild. And it was a huge investment, but luckily like we have a great web team that they're still our web team today almost two decades later and their team has grown. Our team has grown. We have pivoted. We've started multiple businesses. They've built multiple brands for us. But the first thing we do is we sit down and we take about a month to go through the visual identity, the copywriting. We get all the stuff done first. Then we do the the photo shoots and the pictures and the video. And you don't need all that stuff. And I love that you said that. But one thing you need to know, two things. One is you said the speed of the site. So I know a lot of people, my, my brother included when he started his business a couple of years ago, dragging and dropping. And I'm like, the, this video is great. These pictures are great, but they're not the right size for web. And also as you're building, looking at it in preview mode on your phone, because mm-hmm. the phone experience is kind of more important these days than the desktop experience. And I know you guys are building your websites on desktop. Come on. Or, you know, a laptop. You can't really build a, a, I've never seen anybody build a website on an iPad or an iPhone um, or, or, or a Droid or an Android or a smartphone. So make sure that, I mean, you could build this whole blown ass site and then you look at the phone and it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. And so make sure that your pictures and then your videos, like we host all of our videos on YouTube or Vimeo for, for various reasons. And then we'll pull them in through our blog. I just, I think the speed, like I didn't understand stand, I was getting these huge resolution pictures from photographers and then uploading them on my blog and my site. And then people started to tell me like, your site's really slow. And if it takes more than like three seconds, people are just going to move on. So that's one thing, like make sure that your stuff is really sized specifically, your pictures are smaller, web resolution, and then use a third-party hosting site to pull in your videos. And then the other thing that I want to say is and I don't know if you run across this too. And I actually want to ask you, when you build people's websites, do you hook up their URL and their analytics to Google Analytics? I mean, y'all, it's free. But do you, is that something that you guys do when you build a site? Yes, I do. Um, it can be an add-on, but then also 
with Facebook, I, I will also ask, I mean, if they're going to run Facebook ads and Instagram ads, Facebook and Instagram have those awesome analytics as well. So it's dependent on like what their actual business goals are. Gotcha. It just a couple, uh, when the pandemic started, a couple of my friends in the entrepreneur organization, they know that I know like stuff about websites and marketing. I've turned into a total analytical geek nerd. Like if you would have mm-hmm. met me 10 years ago, you'd be like, who are you now? Because data drives our marketing decisions that are how we spend our money. It's not what I think anymore. And all these analytics and these dashboards, like I'm such a geek and a nerd about it. And when someone asks me something, I'm like, well, let's look at your analytics. And then I, the, the, I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You, you, you don't know how to, you don't have Google. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, how have you lasted this long? How do you have five locations? And you don't, you've never looked at your, analytics. like I'm flabbergasted. And so one of my friends, it was opening a, a sixth location. We were trying to look at her analytics. This was right before the pandemic. She texted the old company that built all of her sites. And you know what the girl said? Well, you never asked for it. And like, I guess she may have asked, you know, said it was an add-on. But what I'm finding is most entrepreneurs, like we don't know why we need that. So yeah. it's kind of like, I'm like, oh my God, even if it's $2,000 more to go in and build you a dashboard, like... I wouldn't build a website and have stuff out there without the analytics. And I wouldn't have Facebook ads and Instagram ads without a pixel code tracking all of that stuff. So making sure that you're tracking, and again, you don't know what you don't know, is so important. So when you go to build a website for someone, do you walk them through, like, these are the things I need to know, this is the strategy, or do people show up with all that stuff and they're like, here's the copy, here's the visual identity, here's the logo, here's the fonts, here's the colors, the PMS codes and the hex codes and all that. Like, do people show up with that stuff and they know that they need that? Or is that something that you guys help them through? It's definitely something people don't show up with. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's de- and it's definitely something that's needed. I've had clients come to me and I ask them those questions and they don't have that. And I have to turn them down because it's, it makes such a big difference when you're building a website, um, especially when you say analytics. Um, what I relate it to is I used to work at the limited. Um, so uh-huh. it's it's similar to, you know, they track every time some who comes into the store, every amount mm-hmm. of person that comes in the store, there's like automatically tracked how many people come in. And then if they walk right out, like that's tracked as well. So mm-hmm. um, your website is like your storefront, right? And you want to know who's coming into your store. What are they actually doing on your site? Um, even like at the limited in the store, they would test out, hey, what if we put this outfit and these products closer to the front? Is that going to drive more sales for these products? Or do we need to put, you know, a different thing? And like, once it comes to springtime, we're going to put out our spring collection. And the way things are placed on the floor is dependent on what we're trying to sell. And that's the same thing with your website. You know, what you put on your homepage should be that number one thing that you're trying to drive traffic to and sell. And you don't know who's actually getting to that, who's actually clicked on that, who's actually seen that page until you run your analytics and look at that. So it's very something that's practical, um, something that needs to drive your business decisions to know how you're actually targeting your audience and what's actually working for them. Um, And then, yeah, it's, you also have to have a very solid business plan to know, you know, 
on your website, on your homepage, what are you trying to sell? What's your number one goal? When someone reaches your website, what do you want them to actually do? If you have a new campaign, what's that one thing you want them to purchase so that you're driving and you're actually thinking um, deeper into um, what the psychology of when someone actually lands to your business or lands on your website? You know, a lot of, you know, there's a whole science on user experience. It's a huge industry. It's not just, you know, I have a website that looks good and let's keep going. It's, it's a lot of science and um, psychology that goes into it. Yeah. And the other thing too, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great point because the old me, I'm like, it just needs to look perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't understand that the back end of the way your site's actually built, the way it's indexed, the way you have keywords set up, the way your SEO is set up, the the meta descriptions and all the blogs, like that is how people find you, y'all. Mm-hmm. Your website, I mean, I've, I've seen some websites, it's sites and some landing pages. And as a marketer, I mean, we use a few tools like I love built with where I can get in there and with one click of a button, I can see everything on the back end of your website of what you're doing. I can see what it's hosted on. If you have Google Analytics, if you have Facebook, there's all these plugins for marketers and I can, but it, it helps us know like how can we best serve that client and a lot of times like they just don't know what they don't know and that was me so many years ago where I didn't know because no one told me I didn't even know what SEO was I'm like what the hell is that so search engine optimization but the back end is just way more important than the way that your site looks on the front end because if people aren't finding you then that's not good. And then if you're building your site for you and what you want, then just make sure it's going to really bring in the type of clients you want. Because something that I learned in A-B split testing, which I'm a, a junkie with now, thanks to my, my analytical team, and I don't think that way, I would choose pictures for ads, when, and this is when Facebook ads first started, that um, I liked. And then they would split test these pictures and my picture never won. And finally, I just was like, quit because I'm tired of buying you guys wine, expensive wine. And so I'm like, just A-B split test and do your job. Like, I don't care what picture you choose, you know, as long as we own the rights to it and we're able to post a design and it was okay with the client, you know, look at their contracts and all that. But it's about what your consumer wants, not what you want. And so it'll put you in your place real fast when you do a little bit of research and a little bit of data gathering. And also now, you know, we have these great features like on Instagram, for instance, you can pull your audience, you can ask them like, hey, what do you guys want? What do you think? And sometimes what I think and, and what 85% of the population thinks is like two different things. It's, it's just, it's crazy to me. And so I know that you have really found like your passion and, you know, you started your dream business on the side and, but people, for people who are listening, like, how do you even know, like, how do you have the confidence to know that like, it's possible? Like, cause some people, I feel like they, they're not surrounded by the right people sometimes. And so they're not being led or, um, you know, they don't have those positive thoughts and people and, and saying affirmations. Like, so anybody that's listening, how would they know that it's actually possible to like actually do your passion, make money and like have a dream business? Yeah. So I think sometimes, um, if we have a dream, well, one, it takes a lot of knowing yourself and knowing like what you actually want to pursue. Um, don't just go after what makes money because 
especially starting out, you know, you're going to be busting your butt and you're not going to be making, you know, money. So if you think you're going to be working overtime and busting your butt for something that you're not getting paid extra for and that you're not passionate about, it's just not going to happen, right? It's going to drop off in a few months or a year or something. So make sure that, you know, you know yourself and you know what you're actually passionate about. And then also in this dream, this big goal that you have, it's probably just know that everything's figure outable. Like I heard someone else say that and I was like, oh, it really is. I used to think starting an LLC was such a big task. Like in my yeah. mind, I thought you have to go to the court. You have to justify what this business is and you have to do that takes a lot of money until I saw someone else, a close friend of mine, start his LLC. And I was like, wait, you did that. And it took how much time? And it, it was really simple. <laughs> like, you know, once we, mm -hmm. you know, get out of our head and see someone else do it, then we're like, oh, it is actually obtainable. Um, and then also like, what am I consuming? Um, we, we really focus on like, okay, who's following us? Who's following us on social media? But like, are you following people that are, you know, pouring into you and are you waking up and seeing, you know, a, another female entrepreneur, like doing something different in her business. And then you're motivated, like, oh crap, I got to get back on my stuff. Or are you just following people that are just posting pretty pictures of their vacation? You know, that's not really going to pour into you and you're not consuming something that's motivating you. You're just consuming something that's, you know, here and there. And like, you just keep going and you're not really being motivated. So um, just to say, you know, you are what you eat, you are what you consume. And that's, you have to be intentional yes. about your mindset and wh what you're letting pour into you. And whether you know it or not, something is pouring into you, you know, like whether you're purposely going out and subscribing to positive things, or if you're not subscribing to something at all, it's something is going into you and you have to really watch on what you're letting in. Oh my gosh, it's so true. If you're listening to a lot of negativity, then that's what you're going to like. If you breathe it, you put it out. You you are what you eat. Like it's it's oh my gosh, that's so true. Mm -hmm. So what actions can people take to actually get started? Like, and again, I know some people listening, they already have a brand, they have a website. You also made a point a few minutes ago that I want to bring up too. Guys, make sure that you're looking at your website at least once a year. We update our website probably once a week because, I mean, we're, we're in the back end of WordPress a ton because we're, we're posting blogs. We're posting consistent content at least, th at least three times a week because now we're doing the podcast and the productivity tip series. And we're, we're constantly putting stuff on there. That's how people find you as you keep up with the trends. You're talking about relevant information. But at least once a year, if anything, you've got to keep up with your website, update it a little bit and change the copyright at the bottom, people. Like just yes. don't be lazy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, please. It's one thing that like as a marketer, if if someone's sending me and they're like, hey, you know, look at this. What do you think? I scrolled it and I'm like, well, first off, they don't have a breadcrumb. Like that's the first thing from a branding perspective, like in the tab. And then I go to the bottom. And I'm like, and their copyright says 2017. Like, come on, people. And get an intern, get get some, get help if you don't know how to do it. But it is good to have a little bit of knowledge of like how to work in the back of the back end of your website. Not that you have to, you know, be a web designer or a web de developer. I know a lot of people that. Which do you offer support? Like once you build a website, are you done and you wipe your hands of it and you show the client like how to keep up with it, or do you guys even offer support? Because I know some people don't do that. 
No. Yeah, I definitely, I offer training with every website that I do. Um, so I'll make sure that you do at the minimum know how to update <laughs> your copyright date. Um, and then I make sure if like there's any text or images that you want to update, you can do that on your own just because I'm not here for, you know, just to take your money. If it's something that I think you're capable of, I will let you know how to do that. Um, but then bigger projects I'm always around and I definitely have, I, free consultations for anyone. So I'll let anyone just contact me and let them know what it'll actually take to up make bigger updates to their websites. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that. It, I, I just, I think it's so important. Um, so if you're listening and you're new or you've been around for a long time, like what are, what are the actions they need to take to either get started or to update their site? Like, what would you tell them to do? Yeah. So to get started, I would say if you haven't, you know, honed down on your branding, you definitely have to do that. Like no way, like you can start a website without your branding solid. It doesn't have to be perfect and it can change over time. Right. But you have to have something. What makes a good website is good branding. And then on top of that, a photo, like you have to have visual images. You, I say, mm -hmm. I always encourage like my new clients go and have a brand photo shoot before we start your website. So then we yes. know what we're working with. We can um, kind of tailor your website to look like that brand and look like those images. And so they all place nicely. So please mm -hmm. do that, especially if you're in the process, even if you're updating your brand or you haven't updated in a couple of years, it's always good to refresh to speak towards that targeted audience that you're going for. Um, and then I would say if you need a web designer, you know, ask a lot of these questions like analytics, ask about, you know, what hosting providers do they recommend, um, anything, anything like that, that they can see um, to help you, you know, have a better website, you know, speak towards your targeted audience, things like that. But also consistency is always, you know, the magic formula. So staying consistent on on your brand, on your social media, and then making sure that ties into your website. Yes, consistency. And, and just like brand consistency across like every platform. That's something that I learned even recently because I didn't used to, we were working with a consultant who was trying to help us like across the board, exactly what you just said, make sure social is matching the website and, and everything that you're doing. And because I'm part of multiple companies and various industries, I never Googled my name. I just, I'm like, <laughs> why would I do that? And so she's like the first of every month, I want you to put it on your calendar and in your reminders to Google your name. And she's like, I want you to do it in an incognito window and do it from your phone and do it from your different computers and see what's actually showing up. Because if you're about to either launch a book, which you said everything is figure outable, that's Marie Forleo's book title, which I've listened mm -hmm. to it. It's a great book, mm -hmm. great listen, great read. She has great podcast. She's a wonderful leader in the woman entrepreneurial space and, and her stories are great. And so making sure that all of your, your, your visual ident identity as a, um, and especially if your name is your brand. And so just Googling your name and seeing what comes up and like getting control of that. So for example, like if we go on a podcast or if we go, if we do an article, 
you know, we tell reporters, we tell hosts what we want them to say. So like have a one sheet with your branding that has your bio, that has what you do. Because guess what? If you don't have those assets, people make shit up about you. And it's not that they mean to or not that they're stating like lies or anything. It's just when you don't know, people are making things up about your your social persona. And that may not be you at all. So instead of like leaving it up to people to figure out what to write about you or say about you, like tell them who you are and what you do. Right. I mean, exactly. And if you're shopping like for a web designer and they don't ask you questions about your brand and the, or the questions are just like surfacey of, okay, you want an e-commerce fashion website. Cool. I'll, I'll do that for you. That's probably not a good sign, right? They're not there technically to help build out your business. They're just there to create a website for you. And that's not necessarily what you want, right? You want someone who not only is there to create a nice website for you and knows the technical aspects, but also can help you on that business side to know what drives that traffic to your website and what's going to match your business brand and that business side of things and marry the two. Yeah, I love that you said that too, because we work with a lot of people on Upwork and I can tell, and I'm not always looking, I'm, I'm usually not looking at the price. I'm looking at like their experience, their case studies, what they've done, because we do a lot of outsourcing through there and, and we've really built a great team around it. But you're so right, because I would say, okay, are we going to have an intake call? Do you have an intake form? Like what information do you need to know? And I literally had a guy recently, because we were looking for some YouTube strategist And um, he was like, well, here's the two channels that I manage that I've grown. You know, it was like the numbers were big, but they weren't in my industry at all. They weren't in events. They weren't in coaching. They weren't in productivity. And they were fish scaling, like how to fish and then how to scale fish and like literally make fish and cook. And I'm I'm allergic to seafood and I'm not a cook. So it really grossed me out, honestly. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay. Okay, but like, he's like, I just need your password. And I'm like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not just giving you my Google, my my business G Suite password. No. And like, we also use Dashlane, which we share all of our passwords with our VAs through that. They can't see our passwords like it's all private, but they can copy and paste so they can get access to what they need access to. But I could just tell like he was young. He was inexperienced. He didn't ask any questions. And then another right. guy that reached out to me. Cause he saw the job posted. He's like, I would love the opportunity. Like I didn't even have to ask for these things. He, he's like, here's my one sheet. Here's my case studies. Here's the coach. I've already looked at your website. I know that you you're in productivity and coaching and here's my intake form. Y'all, it was five pages. And I was like, okay, which this guy was like triple the other guy. When I looked at the price, I'm like, but this guy knows his shit. And so, you know, I took the time I looked into the case studies and then I'm like, let's have a call. Let's just make sure that you know, I like to zoom with people and make sure like, you know, they're real people before I'm like, send me an agreement, send me an invoice, you know, so we talked, but you've got to make sure that people are asking the right questions. So thank you for bringing this up. This was so awesome. This was so helpful. So insightful. Where can people find you and connect with you? What's your favorite platform? Um, so Instagram it's, um, on every platform I'm design studios. Um, so Yep. Um, Instagram is my favorite one. So you can catch me on there. Awesome. And we will put all the links to design studios in there. And also 
um, the website, we've got a download for you guys if you're interested in it. And I just, I want you all to know, like, again, this is the first thing that people are looking at when they Google your service or your name. So just make sure that people are going to show up for you the way you're showing up for them. And, and I think your website is one of the first thing, like don't rely on Facebook, don't rely on a third party because guess what? You can get hacked, which that's happened to some of our, our, our clients. They, they weren't our clients until it happened. And then, um, you know, don't rely on Facebook to be your website for you because they're a third party. You don't own any of your stuff. So we've learned the hard way to, to own everything, put it on our blog first, and then, you know, we'll put it out to, to third party. So just yep. make sure you own your stuff. Gabriella, thank you so much for your time today. This was amazing. Thank you so much. Awesome. And everybody that's listening, thank you so much for your time. And be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye, y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at AngelaProfit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.